Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity, your host, and today we have the honor of having Heather Dunlop joining us. Heather knows very well the journey from survivor to thriver, having been molested from age 8 to 12. It was in her early 20s when she began her healing journey. Today, she is a transformational coach helping women who have experienced sexual assault transform from living a life of survival to living a thriving life, a life filled with love, joy, trust, and prosperity. She does this by listening to her clients, helping them to see the thoughts that are stopping them from living their desired lives and creating new beliefs based on what they want their lives to be. She has written a book, Release, Renew, Revive, Unshackle Secret Shame, Ditch Self-Sabotage, and Rising to Your Personal Power, scheduled to be published in July 2023. That also means that in July 2023, you come back to the episode and you see exactly the <laughs> reference of it. In the book, she shares three principles she used in her life to overcome the experience of being molested from age 8 to 12. Release explores the power of forgiveness and how it can be applied to overcoming sexual assault or domestic violence. Renew delves into how to remove all survival belief that hinder living a thriving life and guides readers in creating new empowering beliefs to manifest their vision of life. Revive is where Heather shares how to bring back joy, trust, and love into life, rekindling forgotten dreams. She would love to share her experience with you, the audience, to let you know that you are not alone and that there is always a way for you to heal. Okay. Welcome, Heather. Thank you, Jenna, Gemma. I am so happy to be here with you and to have this opportunity to share with your audience because it's all about inspiring and letting her know that there is more beyond survival. There is, that there definitely is. Yeah. You know, we often talk about, are you a survivor of domestic violence or are you a survivor? But there is so much more life beyond survival. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think you and I are both living examples of that right here in person. You know, exactly that it's possible to let yourself move out of survival mode and step into the life that you really want. And there's so many ways to do it. And I'm I'm happy to be able to share what my journey was like and how I work with my clients to take that transformation. This is the point of today. This is why yeah. we're going to have this conversation. So tell us a little bit about the, the trauma, the abuse that you experienced with one idea in mind. Someone listening to you may say, oh, she gets me. Mm -hmm. Oh, me too. That's the idea behind that question. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. So, so I'm always open to sharing um, what happened because I was eight years old when it started. So here I was, this, this young girl, and it was a full-grown man, and it happened repeatedly for the next four years of my life. And the things that went on is people like, well, why didn't you tell somebody? Because I was so intimidated, not only by the physical things he did, but what was said to me, that I kept my mouth shut 
because there were threats not only to me, but to those I loved. So I was in the mindset, I'd rather it happen to me than anybody else around me. So it, it, it just continued for four years like that. And what I wound up doing was pulling further and further into myself. So beforehand, I was like this, this young child who was happy and having fun and had tons of friends and like knew everybody in my classes. And when this began, I was the withdrawn kid in the back corner of the class that didn't want to speak, didn't want to be called on because when I did things well, that's when the abuse happened. When I succeeded in something, that's when I was molested. So I had developed in my brain that if I do well, I have to sabotage it so that doesn't happen to me. And after the four years of that going on, that's what I had carried with me for many, many years until I was able to finally dis address it and decide that I need to heal this. And that's when my real healing journey began. And that was in my 20s. So I lived, you know, up until that life over uh, up until that point, more than two thirds of my life had been impacted by this and completely changed the person I was. So that's where it all came from is that I can't tell anybody because I was being shamed, I was being intimidated, and I was being threatened, and the people around me were also threatened that if I, if it didn't happen to me, it was going to happen to them. So I felt I've been going through this, and I would just leave my brain, you know, like you kind of transport yourself elsewhere so that you can get through it, and then deal with it. And then you push it down so deeply that you wonder, was that real? And afterwards, like I would have nightmares, I would wake up and sleepwalk and I would put on layers and layers of clothes and I would just put clothes and more clothes and more clothes on. And I wake up in the morning, I'm like, why am I wearing like four sets of clothes? <laughs> what in the world happened? Or I would go downstairs and, and like, you know, have some breakfast or something in the middle of the night, sleepwalking, not realizing that I was sleepwalking and doing this until you know, my family noticed, like, what's going on? And, and I just, I wouldn't talk about it. Even when I asked about it afterwards, it was not something I would discuss because of that intimidation factor was still with me. And it was that shame. And it was so many reasons why we keep our mouth shut. We hide who we are. We don't let people know what's really happening to us and within us and our thoughts. And we feel like if we can't, I can't share who I am, because when I share who I am, that's when the abuse happened. And that fear and those thoughts carried on for years afterwards, that if I share who I really am, even though I know that's years behind me, it's not safe. And that's what happened is that I built that belief that it's not safe for me to be me. So that's kind of the, the beginning of my story and, and what led up to finding the healing process. So with the idea of imagining someone who has a similar experience than you, mm -hmm. what, what were the threats that kept you silent? What are those threats? I remember mine, but mm -hmm. what are yours? So it was... It was the threats that I'm going to go after your family members. 
<clears throat> I'm going to make it so difficult for them, not even just physically, but financially, emotional torture, emotional abuse. Well, I'm going to put that on them until you give in. And my thoughts in my mind was, I can, I can deal with this because I've been dealing with it. So we're so used to that if we've been dealing with something, even though it's not safe for us personally, we continue to take it on because it's familiar. And when someone else is being threatened that I love, I will get in the middle of that every single time. You can come after me and I've always had this feeling, you can come after me and do whatever you want to me, but don't you dare go after the people around me. And that's kind of where that was. If they, they knew that if they threatened the people around me, then it would make it easier to do these things to me. So I, would, I was in that mindset that come after me, do whatever you want to me, I don't care. Even if it ends my life, I don't care, but you will not go after the people around me. And there were times, there were times like in my teens where there were contemplation of, you know, I need to just end everything. Of course. And, and right before that actual moment, something snapped in me and said, absolutely not. You're a fighter and he will not win this fight. So it became for me that I had to figure out how to take, make my life about me and no longer be about him. Mm -hmm. And that's where I began to discover some of the things I did for the healing process. So in that moment as a child, you know, we're, we're just starting to form eight years old, nine years old, like our brains are not fully formed until we're 20 plus for men, it's 24 for women, it's about 20 to 22. So we're building in those pathways and, and we learn from our environment. The thing I was grateful for is that even though that was done to me, I didn't become that person. So I get to stand up today and say, yes, this is all the things that I experienced as a child. And we have the opportunity to change it so that it doesn't impact the rest of our lives. And that's a choice we get to make. And once you make that choice, that's when the healing really begins. That's gorgeous. Did you notice that when you started to speak up, when you started to, em to be empowered enough mm -hmm. to say, hey, I have been molested, that means sexually assaulted by someone close. When I was a kid growing up and being built up in my own brain, and what happens at that moment in time is that you get empowered to say, okay, that's not okay, mm -hmm. and your perpetrator, abuser, the criminal who did that, gets disempowered. Yes. yes. And when you realize that, you know exactly why I created Real Talk with Women, mm -hmm. breaking the silence around abuse, because when we break the silence, we empower yeah. those who have been abused and we disempower those who are abusing. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is the, the, the thing. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Because the person who's coming after you, like an adult that comes after an eight-year-old child, is someone to me who is actually very weak because they can't deal with someone who's on a similar 
physical stature as them. Exactly. Right? So they mm -hmm. go after those who they know that they can overpower. And then they feel like, oh, I've got all this power because I'm in control of this situation and I'm getting what I want out of it, regardless of the impact it has on the other person. So like when I finally started to talk about it and brought it up, initially it was just like all these thoughts were going on in my head. You know, if if I'm not this person, who am I? And it can be scary to let that go because to let go of the identity you've known for almost your entire life and to step into something new and you don't know what that's going to look like or how it's going to turn out, that gap can feel really scary. And that's when the self-sabotage happens and says, uh-uh, you don't know about that. You're going back to what's familiar. And that's our brain doing that. That's not us logically because logically we know it's not good to live in that. Logically, we know that survival mode is meant for a part of time. And then we get to do what we choose to do and thrive afterwards. It's not meant to be a lifestyle. The challenge is that it gets those automatic pathways that are created in the brain that say, this is what we know. This is what we know. You've done this so long and so long. You're going to go back there and keep doing it. So the key is that we get to recognize when those self-sabotaging thoughts come up. And we get to choose in that moment. Yep, I see you. I recognize you. And I'm still going to do this. You are not going to stop me. And that's where the resistance comes in. It's not resistance from anyone else because we'll hear other things. Like some people may not want us to heal because they're so used to us being that person, that survival mode person. And they are afraid that if we heal, will we drop them out of our lives? Will we no longer love them the way we used to love them? Will we no longer please them because we learned to be people pleasers? Will we no longer apologize for everything we said and feel to make them feel better? Which they don't feel better anyway. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so we get to, it's, it's in that resistance, that gap, that your own brain is going to say, stop, stop, stop. This isn't good for you. Remember what so-and-so said? that if you move forward, you're not going to love them anymore, that if you move forward, you're going to drop them out of your life, that if you move forward, they can't be the person they thought they were because you're going to represent the opportunity and ability to level up. But here's the great thing. Those who love you and truly deeply care about you and your well-being will celebrate the fact that you are taking this journey. And when that resistance comes up, they're going to support you and they're going to remind you why you are taking this journey, because it's that gap, that resistance. That's the sticky part. And once we get through that, then it just becomes easier and easier to continue to move forward to living the life that you're choosing to. Absolutely true. Heather, you are speaking truth. I know it because I have experienced it. You are yeah. speaking truth. Anybody listening to that, listen with your heart open because every part of what Heather is sharing is the truth. You are in power of your own thought process, even though it was built up decades ago. Yeah. And Absolutely. yes, you can heal from it. You can revive life. You can you can transform. You can forgive. You can 
live a good life beyond the abuse, even when the abuser is out of your life now. Yeah. And even if they happen to be someone, because the majority of us, it's it's someone that we already know. It's someone who's in our life. It's rarely a stranger. Right. So some of the some women may have still have that abuser in your life. Here's what you get to know. When you choose to heal and take that healing journey and you get through that resistance, you get to choose what that relationship looks like. You get to choose. Do you spend time around them? Do you never again have one on one time with them? Right. You get to choose that if you're going to be in my life, this is what it will look like. And if that doesn't work for you, guess what? You can go because I'm good without you. So you get to choose. And that's the power. And they're going to fight back. If they're still in your life, they're going to fight back in ways that they try to use those same old tactics that worked in the past. Now, the difference is that you've worked on yourself and you've created new neural networks in your brain that say that doesn't fit in with who I am now. You're talking to the old me, the former version of me. This is who I am today, and this is what that relationship's going to look like. So you have the power to choose who you keep in your life and who you change relationships with and who you say, you know what, this is not working for me, and I choose to no longer be a part of this relationship. Exactly. Because to be in relationship, we have to be two. If now I remove myself, there is no relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, it's true. We have release, renew, and revive. Mm-hmm. When we release, we actually give, we set ourselves free by mm-hmm. forgiving. It's, it's not for the abuser that we are forgiving. It's no. for ourselves to set ourselves free because it takes so much energy to run the trauma over and over again in our mind, to sleepwalk without knowing it, to put layers and layers of clothes during sleepwalking. By the way, I realized one thing, I did the same thing. I did yeah. the first time I did that. I did the same thing as a kid. As a yeah. kid. Yeah. Why yeah. do we do that? That's yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it did happen. And um, when we forgive, we set free the burden of having to remember the trauma in order to stay in survival mode and we can release the survival mode because now we are safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for me, like I chose forgiveness. I had I had heard about forgiveness, right? And and in general we hear that you have to forgive the other person. And many people tell us we have to forgive them. And it's about the words and it's about telling that person so they actually can hear it. And to me, that is completely false. Forgiveness is all about the person doing the forgiving. It's the most powerful gift you can ever give to yourself. And there's, it's not about telling the other person. You don't even have to tell them you forgive them. You just get to manufacture and create that feeling of forgiveness within yourself. And there's three people to forgive. The abuser, which is the most obvious one, the person who offended us. The second is the people, the what we call the witnesses. So someone who may have wondered or questioned or wasn't sure or supported you and didn't know how to support you. And the third, which to me is the absolute most important, is yourself. 
Forgive yourself for carrying this with you for so long. Forgive yourself for allowing it to stop you every time you were about to achieve something you wanted in life. Forgive yourself for carrying the shame. Forgive yourself for staying quiet because you know what? Not everybody is going to come out and speak in public the way Gemma and I do. And that's okay. You need to forgive yourself for telling yourself that you have to keep the secret. It's your secret. You get to share it the way you choose to share it, but you don't have to keep it. You get to share it with people who will support you and help you move forward. So forgiveness, it releases the hold. It takes all the air out of the balloon and it releases the hold that 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 incident, that experience, those years of abuse had over you. It's like breaking free from the chains. And I can tell you that when you deeply feel it within, you just feel so much lighter because you no longer have that weighing down on your body and running through your mind that everything you're gonna do is filtered through the abuse. Once you have embody forgiveness and you're a forgiving person, you get to filter life through that person. So you make different decisions. You make decisions that are better for you. You learn to trust again, right? Because even the years after the abuse, I became an angry teenager. I deflect, I did everything to keep people away from me. I was like, you know, don't come near me. Don't talk to me. Don't be nice to me. The nicer you order me, the angrier I got. (laughs) And that was a reflection of what had happened to me. And after I healed, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgive myself for having been that angry teenager, for having treated these kind people that way. That was on me. And I get to forgive myself for that and change from that moment forward that now I'm like, I welcome you with open arms. Come on in and let's start from a place that I meet a stranger. It's like, let's start from a place of kindness and love and trust and move from there instead of having all these barriers up and forgiveness takes down those those barriers that keep people out, the good people. And it actually deflects because the abuser doesn't want to be around you because they know that if you are standing in forgiveness, not that they got away with it because what they did is not forgettable. You can choose to forgive and not forget. And one of the things that happened to me is I now remember it. It's like it's a movie on the screen and I can see the whole thing playing out. And what used to happen when I see it playing out, it was all the emotions. And I would have the irritable bowel syndrome. I would get migraines like you wouldn't believe. I would break out in hives. Today, I can watch that whole screen play out and there is no emotional connection because the forgiveness released that emotional connection and I worked on rewiring my brain to break that emotional connection. So the trigger may be there, the response is different. Yeah, it's so powerful to be able to forget. So powerful indeed. One thing that came to mind is uh, when we read the stories of Jesus um, healing someone, the words are your sins are forgiven. It's not I forgive you for the yes. it's no 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 no. It is stating a fact, a new fact that actually really your sins are forgiven. 
Mm -hmm. So I don't have to carry that shame, that guilt, that secret, that awful, that trauma. I don't have to carry all of that. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah. and now you're and now you're healed, like instantly healed. Yeah. There is yeah. a big, big reason behind that. And I love the I love that part. This is like transformational to the deepest level because it's now release. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. This is the your first chapter, release. Yeah. Second chapter, renew, delves into how to remove old survival beliefs that hinder living a thriving life and guides readers in creating new empowering beliefs to manifest their vision of life. That is, by the way, the work that <laughs> I am still doing 10 years later. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. this is something that you never stop. This is an ongoing journey. Renew. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, renew is about how our brain is is constantly changing. Right. And we have these neural networks in our brain that create automatic responses. So have you ever like I share a story in the book that I was driving home and I meant to go to the grocery store on the way home. And next thing and to get there, I had to turn left to go home. I turned right. Well, I automatically turned right and I get in the driveway and I'm like, how in the world did this happen? It's because it's an automatic neural pathway that takes me on the road we've traveled so many times. So instead of taking that detour to go to the grocery store, I just automatically went home. So that's what happens in our brain. We've got the automatic pathways that say you are a survivor and this is how you respond as a survivor. This is your reaction. When this event happens, when this person shows up in your life, when you hear a similar voice, it's this is your reaction. So you don't get to think and change it until you recognize here is what is causing that automatic reaction of survival mode. And now today, I'm going to create a new neural pathway that is going to lead me toward living that thriving life. What is my vision? What is the reason why I want that vision life? And we, as we build the new one, the old one gets removed. And we do this through... I work with neuroscience and hypnosis and NLP tactics, and I work with my clients to work with the thoughts that they are having, because my words are different from Gemma's words are different from your words. So the way I describe something or the way I think and the exact words matter. And when we get to see what are those exact words that are creating that old reaction and we start to break it apart and pull that old automatic pathway and make it so it's no longer automatic, we're creating a new one to create the desired result. And that's what we do in the process of working through the coaching one-on-one -on -one and in groups is what is it the outcome you want? And let's focus on where we're going. It's like driving down the road. If I'm constantly looking in the rear view mirror, I'm gonna crash. If I'm looking forward and I can glance at the rear view mirror just to see what's happening behind me, I'm focusing on where I'm going. I'm going to get there safely. So it's the same thing. When we release survival mode, that's like looking in the rear view mirror the whole time you're driving. When you're working toward your vision life and creating these new neural pathways that become automatic to take you there, that old one is breaking apart and becoming fuzzy and distant. So far in the distance in the rear view mirror, you can no longer see it clearly. But you're focusing on where you're going. And that's what we get to do when we renew. Totally. Wow. I love how you speak truth. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it, it, it is refreshing. It feels good. <laughs> and the third one is revive. Mm 
Mm -hmm. Where you share how to bring back joy, trust, love in life, rekindling forgotten dreams. And you know, in um, on my wall in front of me, I have the vibration of emotional chart of um, Dr. Stephen Hawkins. David Hawkins. And I, I, I see always those as a reminder, like at the top, we have enlightenment, peace, joy, love. And then we have we are in the flow in reason, acceptance, willingness, neutrality, courage, courage. And then we are like, we start the contraction, like, oh, mm -hmm. with all those negative emotions. And yep. it's very interesting because when you talk about revive, how to bring back joy, trust, love, that means how to increase your vibrational level so that you manifest from a place of joy love peace and and an amazing good emotions yeah absolutely you can and yeah. we can yeah and we get to choose yeah it's like for me revive was like okay you know what i wasn't always like this when i was a little kid when i came when every single one of us was born we came in saying, this is what I want. This is what I need. We loved. We trusted that the people who were taking care of us would feed us and change our diapers and clothe us and, and take care of us and make sure we were safe, right? And, and then at some point, the abusive experience happened. And then from that moment on, we took our perspective and our viewpoint from the abuse. And we no longer allow ourselves to feel that trust and love that we had when we were young. Revive is about bringing back that love and that trust within yourself. And the biggest step that I took that actually created the most change was gratitude. And yes. gratitude, like be grateful for everything you have right now, whether it's good or bad. Because when you're grateful, the universe is going to send you this power and say, hey, I'm going to send you more because this is you are a grateful person. Right. So be grateful for also for everything that's in the future as if it's already happened. And the other thing is I talk about my book. I'm grateful I had this experience and people will be like, oh, my gosh, how in the world can you be grateful for having such a horrific experience? You know why? Because I got to discover me. I got to discover the strength that I had within myself. I got to discover this journey of healing and it led me to this moment of being able to share with you that it is possible to change your life. So I am grateful it happened to me. I'm also grateful it ended. <laughs> you know? So you can be grateful for so many things, but finding a reason to find the gratitude in there. There is something in that moment you can be grateful for. I'm grateful that he molested me and didn't kill me. Right. I'm, I'm grateful that it ended and didn't go on for more than four years. I'm grateful that I discovered later on why I was acting as angry as I was as a teenager. And I'm grateful for everything that's in the future. So I'm grateful for my vision life. And I talk about my vision life, not that it's in the future, that it has already happened in the past. Because our brains are wired. They don't know, the brain doesn't know the difference between the past, the present, and the future. 
So if you are constantly reliving and reliving the abuse over and over and over, and the emotions are there and the thoughts are there, your brain thinks it's happening today. So when you get to work on choosing your vision life, so my vision is, you know, has always been to live the life of a thriving woman, to be a forgiving person, to have trust and love and confidence and prosperity. So when I write down my gratitudes at night, I write that down as if it's already happened. And that's how it came to be. Because we get to be who we choose to be. We're not doing people. We are being people. And the energy that you choose to be in this very moment is what's going to attract what happens in the future. The energy and the moment for me being the person to meet with Gemma today happened months ago because I was being her months ago. So be what you want to attract in your life. And that's when it's going to come to you. And that's what we get to work on when I work with clients. And that's why Gemma shares all this kind of stuff to show you it is possible to change. Yes, that's the entire mission and vision of this show and yeah. of my life and of your life and of the life of all our beloved guest speakers. Yeah, absolutely. we are really here to say, yes, we have gone through hell and back and we are thriving. Come along. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the other thing, too, is like it's like, yes, come along, come along. And if you need us to reach back and give you a helping hand, we are here to help you. Know that we're not going to take ourselves back to that emotional state. We are going to have you up level and move forward toward your vision. So that's the difference. We will walk with you. We will help you up the ladder. We will help you move forward. And we can do that without getting stuck back in that survival mode so that you are magnetically pulled forward by living and believing your vision is happening. So that's that's something to know that, you know, I'm here to inspire you to let you know that it is so much is possible. And and Gemma and I are here to help you and we will reach out our hands and I will embrace you and say, come on, let's um, I'll walk alongside you. We're not going to go backwards anymore. We're going forward and we're going toward the vision life that you want for yourself. Heather, I love you. You're speaking <laughs> truth. I love that. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I can't tell you, Gemma. It's like, you know, it, it, it's like I can't not discuss this anymore because I know the power behind it. And I know what it was like to feel like I couldn't tell a soul. I couldn't tell one single person. And to be able to to tell that first person and to let them see who you really are. And especially when that person supports you and guides you, everything starts to become possible. It's true. It's true. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Heather, how do people find you, reach out to you, connect yeah. with you? Yeah. So I am on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. So just look for Heather Dunlop. I've got reels, videos up there. Um, come connect with me on Facebook. It's on my personal profile. Uh, Gemma's got the link. She'll post it down below. You can also visit my website. It's thrivingwomanlife.com. Okay. So um, you can connect with me there. 
and reach out, you know, if you want to have a quick conversation and see what it would be like to work with me, feel free to reach out. Let's have a conversation. You know, it's just, it's an open conversation. And once the book comes out, get the book because it's going to be a good to share with you. And I share in there some of the stories that helped me to heal and in the process that I took. So, you know, if you want something like that, that's an introductory into who I am. That's absolutely amazing. So proud of you. I am so proud of you. Yeah, I, I am just I am just so grateful to have met you, Gemma. Really, truly grateful. And um, and the people that you are helping and you're inspiring, the work you're doing is absolutely incredible. I'm following my heart, mission, and vision. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. people can be sick. And I know, you know, I rely on the superpower of the universe, all the invisible forces, knowing that because we speak up, the right person finds the right episode and connect with the right person at the right time for her. Yeah. I that. And, and, I, and I rely on that, I count on that, I know it has happened. And this is what I'm manifesting every single day. It's like, yes, yes. we have so many episodes out there. Let's keep on going because you never know who, when, and where. And we are saving lives. Absolutely. We are. Absolutely. And I know that for a fact. With or without um, feedback. I know that for yeah. a fact. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like, it's funny because... You know, I know women are watching me because when I actually connect with them, they're like, I've been watching you for a couple months or they speak to a specific video or something that I put out there or a live I did on Facebook. And I'm like, hmm, because it's funny. It's like I did. I, I don't get to see it if they don't comment, but that's OK, because I know she's watching and I know your listeners are listening. They are listening. And it's about the inspiration because when we get to inspire one woman to move forward, she impacts everybody around her. So together, we get to break the cycle of abuse and we get to break the silence. Real talk, real woman breaking the silence around abuse. We had Heather Dunlop and it is such an honor and pleasure to share with you empowering, inspiring words of wisdom. Thank yeah. you.